0: My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite sized podcast about the simple and yet very strategic choices that all of us can make in order to become the very best version of ourselves. Today, I'm in the studio with Ben Ballmer, and we talk about starting a business. He shares his own story of how he started not one, not two, but a couple different businesses, as well as the challenges that he's faced as he's gone down this adventure, as he's pursued his dreams, and as he's seeking to make the world a better place listen in. Ben Vollmer, welcome back to Three Words Podcast. Welcome back to the studio, obviously for episode two, yes. but I'm guessing some of our listeners and viewers have not heard your first conversation with me on quitting is okay. So would you take a minute and just kind of tell us who you are and a little bit about yourself?
1: A little bit about me. I am indeed a father, a husband, and I live by the personal mission statement of helping everyone around me open their eyes to their truly infinite, present and future value. And one means that I operate in that I really try to make that mission statement come to life is through business.
0: So ironically, our three words for today are
1: start a business.
0: So you've <laughs> obviously done that. And that's why we're having this conversation yeah. with you today. And so it's great to have you in the studio to have this conversation, because I'm guessing some of our listeners of viewers are like, "Woo!" I would love to start a business. So first of all, tell us a little bit about your business, a little bit why you started a business and why this topic is so near and dear to your heart.
1: Yeah, sure. I I would love to start out by saying this topic is indeed so near and dear to my heart and so much so in a way that you can ask any of my three children, who's seven, five, and three, what is the best area to spend your money? (laughs) And they will all tell you on your own business, <laughs> they really would be able to say that. <laughs> they, they. I actually quizzed my youngest, my three-year-old, before this because it's like I think she would, but so before own your today, own business. That's the best area to spend your money awesome. is on your own business. Okay, and that's something that they don't teach you in school. Yeah, and it's something that a lot of us get confused by because we're taught, you know, you work hard for a paycheck, and then with your money that you get, you know, you pay taxes. You want to pay for a house, a car. And if you're lucky, you put some in savings. And so there is a time and place for that. And I think it's a a good idea as well. So I'm not out to like bash (laughs) anyone's spending per se. And today though, specifically, I, I think there's a lot of value in starting a business because when you start a business, you're thinking about money a little bit differently. So if you're looking to buy a house or buy a car, some will tell you that you're buying an asset. The thing is that differentiates those assets from a business is the thought about cash flow. So if you buy a house, that is taking money out of your pocket, and now you're having to maintain it, and you're having to pay the continual property taxes or mortgage, and it's just taking money out of your day-to-day. Not to say that it is a bad investment because it is a store of value, but it's not putting money at the back because all of us individually have an income statement and it all starts with how much money do you have that you can then allocate to various expenses. But if you spend that money instead on something that generates cash and generates income, then now you ha- put more money at the top. So now it, you can more easily absorb other expenditures And so one example that I'd love to share specifically is actually with my son, who's the oldest, who's seven at Black Swamp, just this last month, we encouraged him to, instead of buying a video game that he so desperately wanted on on his like phone, right? It's just like a download. So it wasn't too much. Instead of buying that, we encouraged him to buy some cardstock paper And little, like, nice envelopes. And we had him draw art because he's really gifted at art.
0: So you said Black Swamp, so Black Swamp Festival.
1: Yes. So that's something we have here in town in Bowling Green. It's an arts festival. And so you have a lot of people coming around the community to look at art, appreciate art, purchase art, so on and so forth. And so what we did was we encouraged him to draw, you know, different pictures just with any of his creative, like, Uh, desires. (laughs) We scanned the documents, photocopied them, and then he sold those. And now because of that, he has not only the game that he wanted, but he now has a bank account (laughs) for the first time. I love this. Yeah, this is awesome. Yes. And uh, he was able to buy even more toys for his own enjoyment as well. So he was able to use that little bit of cash and then duplicate it. And not only did it self-serve him, but it, I would argue he served the greater community in society as well. So, for anyone listening in and you're thinking, you know, how am I supposed to start a business? Every business does one of two things you're solving a problem or you're making someone's life better. Mm. And if you can do something, you know, better or cheaper or more in line with someone else's values then people will vote for you with your dollars. Sure. And then you're able, especially if you're able to hire someone, then now you're absorbing even more of societal costs or societal overhead, if you will, like Medicare and Medicaid, so on and so forth. And you're able to then put food on the plate for all of those workers. And whatever you're selling, I mean, even back to the analogy of my son, we bought cardstock. So that cardstock was came from a tree that may have been actually said made in the USA. So that tree was cut down somewhere in the United States and provided all the uh, jobs for all of those workers, as well as those workers use different machinery and equipment and steel. And where did that come from? And now those people are benefiting as well. Mm. And so you're able to actually compound a lot more value in society by sharing your unique skill sets, your talents, your connections, your knowledge and entering into a business does not have to be complicated. I'm pausing right now in
0: the middle of this episode to invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, to maybe follow us on a podcasting platform or to share this episode with a friend or family member, particularly those who are interested or maybe been talking to you about starting their own business. Now back to the conversation. Well, and again, as you know, uh, 10 years ago, I started my own business. That's why we sit here today. We started DMB coaching. So I was actually, I live in, I live in two worlds. So I do collect a paycheck. I work at a university. So I actually have a job that I get a paycheck, but then I also have this, I started a business on the side that has grown. And I wonder if I could actually, I wonder if my business and our business, cause you're a part of this business as a life coach and as a consultant, I wonder if we've actually accomplished both of those goals that we're solving some problems, but also Mm -hmm. helping the world become a better place. Do you feel like you can start a business that does both of those things?
1: Oh, absolutely. I would argue you, if you do start a business, it should be completing those things otherwise people will tell you it's not by not voting for you when they vote for you with their dollars. So
0: you would say that a good business, a great business should actually accomplish both of those things. You're solving a problem and you're making the world a better place or just one or the other.
1: I I would say solving a problem is making the world a better place or should be, I I guess as well. And then it goes further beyond your immediate transaction as well. Mm -hmm. Kind of like I was saying, so there's other people involved in the process of the ink and the trees and we're just contributing in our economy and your contribution then stretches more innovation stretches everyone to be out to do their best and treat their workers better. Cause if you know, the worker, whoever you're employing, they're not required to be there. And sometimes I think business owners get in this weird fallacy of like, well, I can tell them what to do. It's like, no, everyone's actually a volunteer. <laughs> mm-hmm. If they can make better wages and better working conditions, they should have the right to go out and agree or disagree to that workplace, right? So I think it goes both ways. should be solving both of those things. And anybody can do it because we all have unique talents, skills, gifts, connections, and so on and so forth. Well, we
0: are now several minutes into the podcast and I'm sure some of our listeners and viewers are like, okay, so Ben Vollmer is sharing a lot of insights on starting a business. What did he start? (laughs) Tell us about your business that you started and when and how that's evolved and and
1: let us all in. Sure. So, I actually have two operational businesses at the moment, and then one of them is so big it's broken down in even several subcategories as well. So uh, I guess one that would be maybe a little more relatable for some that are looking to just get in without much overhead costs is a t-shirt company, right? So my cousin and I started a clothing company called Clothing and Crypto, and this is newer. So you might not even be aware. I'm learning. Learn this. I know this is great, <laughs> and it's all print on demand. And so our overhead costs or startup costs were next to nothing. Now, what I am most known for. And what I'm most passionate about and where you'll find like a lot of my interests lie is within Flatlands Coffee. And so that is a huge undertaking. And so the more complex of a business you're looking to start, I would argue the better it is to educate yourself more, maybe even hire DMB coaching, (laughs) right? Because the startup investment is so high and the risk Mm -hmm. is greater, but then you have more potential for greater rewards. So that's a brick and mortar cafe there are currently 9 people on payroll that i employ and so that cafe then expanded into a bakery so in another location we have a bakery that supplies the cafe and we expanded as well into a roastery so we have 3 physical locations currently selling out of only the one physical and online okay and so that's built my perception around you know starting a business and really understanding and wanting to let more people understand that the best way to spend your money is to think, is this adding more money that I can then spend and have expenditures underneath? Because if you have that mindset, then you're going to have more margin. Mm -hmm. You're going to have more freedom. And then you'll be able to take more control of your life and think about those 12 dimensions that we talk about in this podcast all the time. Right. And you'll be more freed up to do that. So... What are the challenges though in starting a
0: business? Cause obviously you're saying, let's start it there. You've given lots of reasons why we should.
1: And mm-hmm. I'm
0: just curious, like, obviously you mentioned risk. Yep. So that's a challenge, but I'm guessing mm-hmm. there's other challenges that you faced. When did you start sure. Flatlands?
1: Flatlands started in 2015. Okay. So, so we're now seven years.
0: Oh, seven years in now. 2020. Oh, I guess we're only yep. in 2022. Yep. <laughs> we're almost to 2023, but I was thinking, okay, so yeah. seven years ago you started Flatlands, but yep. obviously there were challenges going into it. What have been the yep. challenges if you're willing to be transparent? like Because obviously I'm guessing starting a business has lots of rewards, but it's also hard.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, it depends on the business. Okay. Uh, so if you're to do one of the shortcut routes, cause just for our listeners here today, just as plain and simple as it can be, we'll start there. Please. Is just coming up with a name, right? Do some Google searching. Does it, is this business already exist with this name? Like you just need to be unique or else maybe you'll have a cease and desist letter <laughs> show up where it's like, you can't use that name. So just come up with a name, track how much you're making and how much you're spending and spend less than you make. Hmm. It's that. It can be that simple because then you just take all that that you tracked, hand it to an accountant, and they help you out. It can be that simple. So the clothing business that I'm now doing as well, that's a little more in that realm. Now, Flatlands, on the other hand, Hmm. was way more complex, a lot more of a sacrifice. And the challenges with that were a lot of bootstrapping. So I was not... Um, born in a household where I had easy access to a lot of capital. In fact, my parents even told me like, we're not even going to pay for your college. <laughs> and I'm really grateful that they were upfront about that. But a lot of times, or that for me in particular is there was a lot of learning and stretching to do things that I didn't even want to do that. I didn't even enjoy doing, but doing some of those aspects, like plumbing and learning accounting, like I don't get life doing accounting. Like, stuff. so you did your own plumbing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh in my the cafe, <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually like I'm considered a commercial plumber by the plumbing supply here in town. Like, it just had to come up with a way to to make this happen because I believed in it so much, and I I really wanted this community to experience that kind of cafe, and that's where this all started. Mm-hmm. I mean, because my personal mission statement, like I mentioned earlier, to open everyone's eyes to their truly infinite present and future value all stemmed from uh, a past experience where unfortunately suicide was too close you know, to me and, and my surrounding friends and so on and so forth. And it just gave me a stark wide eyed awakening to the true value of life. And so in business, if you're creating, you know, something that makes someone's life better and able to show them you genuinely care about them in a sustainable way that's providing also for your family and even creating a workplace environment, a workplace culture. If you're hiring people, how often do you talk to your next door neighbor and they just grumble about work and they talk about how Mm. awful their boss is and it's just not great working conditions. So many people in the United States go to job their job, which is a life taking place for them. Mm -hmm. But if you hire someone, just think about what it was like or what you would like if you were working for yourself. Right. And so now you have the ability to actually change the workplace culture and have control over that. Mm -hmm. Or at least when I say control, that's a, that's a word I don't necessarily fully believe in, but you, you can definitely influence it Mm -hmm. and change the probabilities in everyone's favor and show your genuine care and your product because you're out to solve a problem or make someone's life better and for your own team and just being able to be a life giver as i know you have an acronym for Mm -hmm. instead of that typical life taker and obviously by starting
0: a business you have more opportunity to actually shape define Um, I'm guessing you have core values for your company. I mean, Mm -hmm. you get to do so much on the front end that you actually have control over Um, and you get to have the, the, the really powerful uh, say, and this is what this is going to look like. And this is what it's, is going to accomplish. So what have been the challenges you said, sacrifices, challenges, what's been hard
1: challenges for me have been sometimes even just that shift in leadership. And a lot of it does have to do with cash flow to be frank, (laughs) because if you're wanting to start low cost, right? Like I said, I did a lot of the things myself. Like when we opened, it was just me because I didn't want to hire someone. And then that to be on my plate of now I'm letting you go because I didn't, you know, I told you you had a job, but unfortunately I was wrong in my market research and not as much people were here. Right. So by bootstrapping and doing so much, then you get into this position where if you're truly to get in the in the position where I'm trying to encourage listeners to envision themselves in their own business, whether it be big or small, that means you're looking for time freedom and to shift from being in the day to day and doing or maybe for you, you know, working and then coming home and then continuing to work because you're looking to build something, build this business, right? There's that period of time where it's difficult mm-hmm. and as you then transition and trust other people and give leadership abilities to others. And I had some pushback from guests too because a lot of small businesses don't get to that mindset that eventual mindset where they're actually willing to trust and give freedom to those that they bring on their team. And so they're just in the shop every single day. Yeah. Even though they even might like the the work they still feel like life is drained by the time they get home. Yeah. Cause it's a lot, especially yeah. when
0: you're running a one man show or a one woman show. So you're saying that your even guests were like, were they, when you started delegating
1: and you weren't around as much, like where's Ben? Yeah. Is that what the pushback was? The, and then concern followed with concern. Like, mm-hmm. is this going to fall apart? Is this, because you know, you're not standing there. Right. Uh, and so the one common theme that might tie a little bit of what we've been talking about together is, you know, doing the hard things now and life will get easier. Mm-hmm. So if I have to do plumbing I, <laughs> now or work the you know, my paycheck job and then continue to start this other thing, that will then pay off in the future. It's thinking ahead instead of just in the moment mm-hmm. because I know what I'm after. And what I'm what I'm really wanting is to experience more time freedom because we talk about time is more yeah. valuable than money.
0: So there's been times when you thought I'm continuing to gain more of that time back and I'm giving more leadership, but then obviously we hit COVID, yeah. which I'm sure changed, the, <laughs> I mean, let's just talk about that. Like sure. having a business right before, well not right before, but a couple of years before COVID hits, I mean, that changes everything, Absolutely. particularly for a small business owner. I would think <laughs> it was huge. <laughs> not just for a, you, for everyone.
1: Oh yeah, right right right. Well, to to not beat around the bush, I mean, we, like we said, we all have our own personal income statement, whether that comes from a paycheck or, you know, your assets that you invested in, that's putting money up there at the top. Well, I'm in the same boat and COVID is the time I joined your team <laughs> because I knew, you know, my income, I just wanted to keep it in the business, right. And be able to provide for the team and as a team as well, before we close, cause a lot of businesses were closing, we talked amongst ourselves and said, should we close? Cause you can get unemployment or should we stay open? Mm. And I let the team and as a collective unit, we decided we should stay open because our mission statement is to provide a glimpse of the good life. And right now in this period of COVID everyone is feeling extra unsure, mm. extra bogged down, extra scared and they just want to feel like a valued, intelligent human being and they need a moment of joy and a moment of something that feels familiar to just give them that little bit of encouragement. Mm. And so we went delivery only, but that definitely affected my income because how many drinks can I make when you have a line in your building or you're dr- walking out and driving out one order per household. But that's what we were committed to doing because we decided this is why we open to begin with is yeah. to serve our community and help people feel like actually important human beings, no matter their background, their belief, their, you know, upbringing, their DNA, anything. Yeah. I love it.
0: So as we kind of turn the corner and begin to wrap up this conversation today on this episode of start a business, um, final words of advice or insights or encouragements or cautions that you would have to those who are kind of locked into this conversation, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to start a business. (laughs) Um, kind of begin to wrap it up for us.
1: Sure. The, the one point that might be worth talking about that we didn't even bring up because it it can feel like, where do I go from here as well? Or what are my giftings? You know, even my mom takes a lot of photos. I'm like, we'll upload that. People will pay royalties. It's passive income. You know, even that is thinking about your gifts in a way that you can actually make it marketable and help someone else on their mission. But also even thinking about Walt Disney. So Disney would not have started if it weren't for Walt's brother, Roy. So Roy also saw the potential of Walt. He had a friend, he had a connection that had a dream. And Roy said, you know what, Walt, here you go. And he was the financial backing and also a little bit of that uh, less big thinking as Walt (laughs) is with his crazy wild dreams that Walt is now so famous for. Roy was the financial person and also helped fund a lot of the projects. Disney would not be here today. And so many families would not have such magical moments as a family unit and something to look forward to every year, you know, if it weren't for the combination of Walt and Roy. So maybe Mm -hmm. if you're not a Walt, maybe
0: you're a Roy. Mm -hmm. So the advice being you could invest and you could be the financial person behind a dream.
1: Yes. Which is still different than the marketplace I would even kind of be cautious of. This is still a different thing than investing like stocks, I I would argue. Oh, for sure. You're investing (laughs) literally in
0: in the upstart of a business. Yeah. Yeah. I like that so make sure if you're the dreamer you have the finances to make it happen if you have the finances make sure you connect
1: there you go hit
0: your your wagon to an amazing dreamer so always a pleasure Um, obviously we've only had two conversations online but we have lots of conversations in the margins outside of three words podcast and I'm sure we will have you back again very soon Ben to have another conversation about another unknown three word phrase so thanks for being in the studio today thank you Michael For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.